Wednesday, January 26, 2023. It's day 747 of the J6 political hostage crisis. I'm Mel Hawley, and this is your Justice in Jeopardy update. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Justice in Jeopardy. I'm Mel Hawley, and we've got some uh, fantastic interviews today in this episode. We're going to start off with Jalise Middleton, and uh, she is a J6er who has started a new organization called American Patriot Relief, and she's going to tell us about her journey. We also have some more footage from the uh, Reawaken tour in Nashville, and I talked to uh, Sarah McAbee for a bit, so we will also get that, and uh, so sit back and enjoy the show. And today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Jalise Middleton. Welcome to the show, Jalise. How are you? I am doing great. How are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty well, just getting by day after day, you know? I understand, <laughs> I understand. Why don't you just start off and, and tell a little bit about your, your background, who you are, and uh, then we can hear your, your story for January 6th at the Capitol. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. Um, you know, once you become a J6er, that's such a label with so much um, negativity behind it. And, and it's people like you asking those questions that are going to bring it to light and allow truth in. So thank you. Um, so, um, I'm Jalise Middleton and, um, I live out in the country in a peaceful little home on a little piece of family land. Um, I come to Christ in August of 99. Me, my husband's a been a pastor off and on. We've started churches. We've always been involved in church ever since. I'm a grandmother, so I have three children and three grandchildren. And we just always tried to, to you know, serve in our community, do what's right, um, walk out our faith, and um, just be the person that God called us to be. And Never in a million, had never been in trouble with the law, um, never even had a ticket on our record, uh, but felt, always felt a strong sense of morality and uh, of, of standing for what's right. We've never backed away from that, and that has caught us in the enemy's snare right now. So, so you decided to go to the Capitol on January 6th um, because you felt like uh, the truth was not being represented in this country? Oh, absolutely. So I've, I wasn't a political person before this. So let me precursor that. You're not going to get a history lesson from me today. Um, but what I did have is I have a very, very strong walk with the Lord. And um, I'd started feeling called to go to D.C. I knew there was wrongdoing involved. And um, I pushed it off in October of that year. I pushed it off in November and December rolls around. And I just felt I felt like I was being told that I've, I'm kind of doing a Jonah story. I'm running from him. So. I turned to my husband about December 20th. We're sitting on the couch together and I, he's my, he's like my, my plumb line. He, he keeps me, he keeps me he keeps from going grounded. off. The keeps you grounded. <laughs> yes. So when I turned to him and I said, out of nowhere, and I said, honey, I really think we have to go to DC. 
And he looked back at me and said, you're absolutely right. We do. And from that moment, we booked the tickets. We started making plans. Um, we made accommodations. I'm disabled. We made accommodations for how I'm going to get around. We found the closest hotel to book at. We just did everything we needed to do and started planning to make that happen. And it was just such a camaraderie in and fellowship within the within the the patriotic community. You know, everyone wants to paint that so dirty. Now the government's calling it, you know, a seditious conspiracy and. You know, honestly, that is the true conspiracy theory right there. Um, but we we planned that day, so we get there. We we spoke with other people and, uh, you know, offering them our hotel room to stay with us, and someone actually did. There were supposed to be three others uh, that we just opened the door, you know, um, if you feel led to go and can't afford your hotel, you know, we can help you with that. And... We got out there that on the 5th, I believe it was, but we, um, it was beautiful. I mean, we were, we were worried about Antifa. We had heard, you know, some stories on them, um, but we stayed in groups and we had an outstanding time. Um, the day of January 6th, we got up very early that morning and um, as early as I could, because we'd been out walking the day before, so I was already sore. But we went out and we saw all the barricades around the Capitol with the bike racks and whatnot. And we sat and visited with some other people out protesting. We go to the Washington Monument and um, listen to the, all the speeches from Trump and whoever. And I sat on a little stool and got tripped over all day long because I was just in the middle of the crowd and down below eyesight. So when people would squeeze shoulder to shoulder by because it was that many people there people I don't that's something else media has covered up is how many people were there um but anyway we left the left the the speech a little bit early when we started seeing people leave because I didn't want to be in the way and getting trampled and I wanted a close-up spot at the Capitol because friends of ours were due to speak out there that day um, we had already figured out I was hurting too bad to do the Jericho March. I wanted to do that too. Um, so anyway, we headed that way. And, you know, Nat hindsight's so 2020. I can see so much wrong with this picture now. But at the time, I didn't. Um, we got, get up toward the Capitol and there are no barricades. It, it is completely open and people helping you up the retaining wall, you know, and when I say retaining wall, I'm talking about a landscape for the grass, you know, but, um, you know, a gentleman took my hand and lifted me up. It was just a little higher than what I could step. And we walked all the way up. And I remember turning to my husband and going, oh, my gosh, they are going to let us get all the way to the Capitol. I love it. <laughs> Total naive. Total naive. So, um Anyway, we go on up and we make our way to the very front. Um, you know, what I thought were police, um, you know, in full combat gear, I later realized, oh my gosh, I didn't see any patches on there. That wasn't police. They weren't there to, to protect the crowd or watch. 
it was total stupidity on my part and I own it. Um, we get up there and, you know, everyone's just hanging out. Um, our flags are put away in our bag because, you know, we were walking. Once we got there, it's just getting congested up where we were at. Um, I remember seeing people in the tower. We were on the west side where apparently all the fighting broke out, which is really interesting. But um, me and my husband went into prayer. And as we were praying, another gentleman from behind us even joined in our prayer. And that was a beautiful moment that a stranger would just walk up and join a couple in prayer. And out of nowhere, my husband, I, I feel a hit on my wrist, on my hand. And I look up and I jerk my hand back. And then I hear my husband scream out and I realize he's getting beat with batons. Oh, wow. He had his back to that barricade. We were in prayer. And I instantly reacted and I can't even tell you what all I did, but I know I was trying to stop them from attacking my husband. These were police batons? These were police batons. Um, the, what was up against the barricades were, I want to get this correct, were the Capitol Police, all dressed in black. That's who we had been talking to. That's who we would chant to. It had been them. And there was no problem whatsoever. Out of nowhere come the Capitol Police, and like, no, the Metro Police with the yellow jackets. They come up behind them and started attacking me and my husband. So, um, anyway, the minute we tried to stop them and, and protect ourselves, we get, they try to pull me over the barricades. They grab my arms and try to pull me over the barricades. And that gentleman that prayed with us had to have strength of a mule. I'm not a little person. Uh, he picked me up like I was a feather and ripped me out of their arms. Oh, my goodness. And I was at least to my waist over the barricades. So he was a strong man. He, um, he pulled me back away from him. And as we're getting pulled back, they pepper spray me and my husband. Now I'm blinded one eye. So they got a full, full hit because I totally didn't see it coming on that blind side. So, um, we immediately retreat to get away from them. And that guy takes us and puts my hands on his shoulders. I, I my husband puts his hands on my waist and we're guided out. And there were people there to help us with visine and water and whatnot to help our eyes. And we went back to the hotel to get washed. You know, it's freezing cold out there and I'm covered in water now. Um, and like say with my disease, I have rheumatoid arthritis. You get cold and you just turn into the tin man. So um, we headed back to the hotel and it, as we were leaving, we saw people climbing all over the Capitol. And that is where I really feel like the government is coming after us. It's the things we posted on Facebook because we cheered the Patriots on. We didn't see any problem with them going into the Capitol. Um, I, I'll be honest, I was excited for them to go into the Capitol because I had spent a day with these people and they were peaceful people. There was there was no nefarious desires that I saw in anybody that day and so 
we didn't expect any harm to come on the Capitol. We didn't find out anything had occurred negative until we turned on Fox News after going back and cleaning the pepper spray off of us. So that's when we found out Ashley Babbitt had been murdered and um, and found out that, you know, there was broken glass and things like that. Things not right. Um, we didn't think anything more about it. I felt like those cops attacked us knowing that was wrong. There is no way we're going to hear anything more from this um, because they know they did wrong. And um, so we we went on about life. Well, April 21st of 2021, um, normal day, getting ready for work. My husband heads out of the farm onto the lane to leave and two Suburbans come out in front and two Suburbans block him in the back and an MRAP comes in and they're screaming for him to get out of the vehicle and they they throw a flashbang grenade at his feet when he's walking toward uh, the, the FBI agent that was telling him to come to him. And um, they shackled him. He convinced them to call me instead of just, you know, braiding into the home. He explained that, you know, I carry and that um, I would be scared for my life and not expect this. So they they called me and told me, you know, we have your husband where the FBI come out right now. I thought it was a joke. Um, I even went to kind of look at my gun, like, do I grab my gun right now or do I look to see if this is serious? So when I look toward my gun, she who was the federal agent on the phone said, do not touch that gun. Come out right now. And wow. I realized, how, okay. how could she, how could she see you? Yeah. So they had drones flying around my house and I didn't realize it. Wow. And I guess that they were insane. able, they were watching me through the windows. I, I, that's all I can think of, but they knew. And that's when I knew, Oh my gosh, this is for real. This isn't a joke. So I go immediately out. Um, again, I have a handicap ramp and um, they have it, all this stuff. I didn't, I guess because I was blow drying my hair, but they um, they parked that MRAP squared up on my handicap ramp where the, uh, where the, I forgot what it's called, but the, you know, the, the pin of it, the, front of it whatever it is I don't know you know it looks like a gun but it's not but anyway they had that literally right up my handicap ramp to where I had to dodge around it with my head to come down the ramp the minute I opened my door they flew that drone into my house um I come down with my phone I hand it to them they uh they handcuffed me and sent me on one of the SWAT trucks there were approximately 22 federal agents, um, two SWAT teams, you know, M4s pointed at me when I was coming down the ramp, they threw a flashbang grenade. Um, you know, all the, all the, the whole fireworks that all the J6ers talk about and, um, asked to see the search warrant. He refused. And then when I said, you have to show me the search warrant, he walked about six feet away and held it up. And I said, I cannot see that. So he walked about three feet closer and I kind of gave him a cynical look. And I said, I still cannot see that. 
And I said, I wear glasses. So one of the, he sent one of the guides into my nightstand to get my glasses and bring them back to me. And I put them on. I'm like, I still cannot see that. But what I could see were the house numbers. So I knew that it was for my property. So they go on to, um, you know, search my home. They take my wedding ring. They take a full length leather coat that I wore that day that I inherited from my deceased aunt. You know, anything that they could take to hurt me is what I think they did. But anyway, they hauled us off to jail and we spent the night there in solitary confinement or the medical unit or something. I don't know prison well enough to know what that was, but we spent the night there. The the next day when we were arraigned, um, they sent us out on our own recognizance. We're so dangerous that you obviously couldn't do any, you know, background research because we all know the FBI does not do background research or uh, investigations ahead of time. You did so little that you thought these two little routine church going people with a quiet life were dangerous that you needed a tank to come onto my farm. And then we're so dangerous that you send us out on our own recognizance. I mean, right off the bat, you know, that things aren't right here. Things are not right. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, um, after we got out of uh, of jail, you know, we're stunned for months. We lo- both lost our jobs the same day. Um, we're just devastated. And we spent the next two months in prayer. We took a moment without trying to find work. We just went into deep prayer uh, all day, every day for about two months on our front porch. And as we got restored and really had a better understanding of what was happening, that this, you know, anything that attacks the person is from the enemy. Um, and, and we were hearing that you're no good. Um, you failed. You shouldn't have been there. What were you thinking? And, you know, I went there that day simply because I knew there was enough evidence to, to suggest a stolen election that it at least should have been investigated. I don't know politics, so I wasn't there to try to stop an election of whatever they're doing, whatever they call that. I wasn't. In fact, I didn't even know they were in there. <laughs> Word come out that... Uh, that Mike Pence, you know, approved it or whatever he did. And, and I seriously turned to my husband. I said, they're in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So anyway, it, it really does show a, a lot of naivety on my part, but, but one thing I'm not naive about is, is my faith. So anyway, through the months, we were like, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And we realized if we keep watching out for our own hide, instead of watching out for the welfare of others, we're not going to get anywhere. We're going to lose this battle because this is an attack. This is an assault from the enemy. This is not me, no Democrats. This isn't dumb liberals. Whatever titles you want to give to people, that is not what this is. This is an attack from the enemy. This is a a Satan attack. I'll just lay it out there clear as day. And he's been able to use those groups of people. So 
anyway, um, through another friend getting what we call J6 now, he actually did work on the border of Texas here, um, trying to, you know, secure our border and protect um, children from being trafficked. He got arrested. They did the same thing to him. So me and my husband, when he finally got out of jail, went and offered the same restoration that the Lord offered us. And through us three connecting, he's like, we got to do this for everybody, all the J6ers. And that is what formed American Patriot Relief. Oh, wow. That's absolutely beautiful. That's, that's an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, that has kind of been our sanity and our focus. Um, I, I feel like the Lord has called me to keep my joy. In fact, the, the words I hear all the time is out of Exodus 14, 13 and 14, which where the Lord declares this, I will fight for you. This is not your battle. The, the Egyptians you see today you will never be seen again. And they are our Egyptians. Um, I feel like this is the Lord's battle. So we're just called to not give anything that they don't steal. So I'm not giving my joy. I'm not giving my peace. I'm not giving my relationships. And I'm not giving my freedom. They are not going to hold me captive until they take it. And I want that to be the message to other J6ers. Quit giving the enemy anything. You stand on the rock and you make them take it. So the blood is on their hands and your Lord is hearing your cry. So you can rest in that. Um, And that's that's kind of where we've founded American Patriot Relief is doing that where we can we can sit and pray with people. We can speak the word into them. We can, you know, cause we have low spots too. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll have a day or two or even up. I really won't let it go past two days, but I'm, I wake up and I just feel the attack and I just kind of sit with it for a day feeling, woe is me. This is horrible. How did I get here? My life is over, you know, they've, and inevitably when I finally just, cry out to the Lord. He's like, this isn't yours. What were you doing with that? You know, he takes it back. Um, and I just encourage, and I want to be that encouragement for anybody else to be able to stand in that strength. And um, we're a year and a half in now, our trial lit until August. And I openly talk about it. Do as you may. My husband ran for office. He ran it as his campaign, a part of his campaign that, Hey, I'm a J sixer. I know what's happening. And, and I'm asking you to stand with me and trust me to um, try to redirect the direction of our government. Um, and, it, and I can tell you the prosecution even contacted our lawyers at the time and said, um, you need to shut him up. He's backing us in a corner. So they threatened him for running for office and news media picking up the story and And, you know, we just can't back down off of that. All we have right now is our voices. We have to speak out. I don't care where you're at. I've had so many, you know, people tell me, don't speak out. Don't say too much. You know, your child's not here yet. They're going to do what they're going to do. And the blood will be on them. But I have to speak out because my brothers and sisters are going to fall victim to this if they keep getting away with doing what they're doing. 
And as long as we all don't lock arms and lock step and stand in unity, that's exactly what they're going to get away with. So with American Patriot Relief, we're starting a distress hotline um, that's in the works right now where J6ers can call day or night and talk to another J6er that has walked through what they're going through. So whether they just got arrested or whether they've just gotten out of jail or anywhere in between, we can stand in unity because everything I see in scripture up to this point is about unity and destruction comes when people become divided. So we have to learn to quit looking and blaming others for, for what has happened. You know, there. DC's a very ugly place. When you walk in there, I feel like you can feel the oppression, but they're not the enemy. The enemy has them too. And we just have to make sure that they don't get us. We have to keep our hearts pure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I, I absolutely love that this, this was your calling for you and your husband to do this. And, um, you know, I talk to people every day who say, you know, I never saw, I never thought two, three years ago that I would be doing what I'm doing right now, you know, never in a million years. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we've got so many great organizations who, uh, assist and support all the J sixers and the families. Um, and, and we all have our different, uh, you know, sort of mission, uh, you know, our, our different focus and because there are so many needs, for these, uh, for these defendants, for the families. And, and I just, I absolutely love what you're doing. Um, how, how do people, um, connect with you? So right now, um, the best way to connect with us is to go to the website of AmericanPatriotRelief.org. There they can donate And that will uh, put funds into an opportunity to go out to all J6ers. I want to kind of expand on that a little bit because people hear that we are J6ers and think that this might be for us. We are a a board of J6ers built for J6ers, but not us. We have wrote it into our bylaws. We cannot receive any of the funds. So if um, there comes a point that we need to fundraise for ourselves, it will have to be a totally separate entity. Um, we cannot we cannot be eligible for that. Um, so we have a board of, I believe, nine. Four of them are now, well, now five. Five of them are uh, J6ers, um, meaning they were there that day or are receiving charges from that day. And... Um, We are also a transparent organization. And what I mean by that is some of the organizations that have been formed are are kind of elusive on, you know, how they choose to direct funds. We are trying, all all we really did were a bunch of group of rednecks, I'll tell you. This is what we are. We're from Texas. We simply got together and decided, let's try to get a 504 uh, you know, 501c4 and hand it over to those that can do something with it. So even though we have a board in place, this is what I call the people's organization because every Monday night at 6.30, um, I post in Telegram uh, in a lot of the groups 
Um, I've even posted it on Twitter, which is kind of funny because we've started doing some spaces. But um, our goal is to let people come on to a Zoom call and meet our board, ask the questions. If you want a copy of financials, come get a copy of the financials. If you if you want to get on a team or you have an idea and you just don't know how to get it going, come bring it to the table and let's try to build you a team so that you can make it happen. Uh, meanwhile, we can run up under a nonprofit status and take you know those, those funds and they get a say in how it goes. Like right now we're trying to build a vetting committee to where you know a team will will take an application or a request from somebody at J6 or for funds and um, they will make the calls to the other groups. How many, how much funds have they received from you? When did they receive those? And weigh it against, you know, what type of charges are they facing? What are their circumstances? You know, obviously someone like Jake Lang that has been sitting in the gulag for, um, you know, two years is going to have a higher need for funds than say somebody that took a plea deal on parading. Um, so we try to, we're going to try to take all that into account. And it, I hope no one takes it that we're trying to be God, but we have a goal as this organization to serve all the J6ers, which means we're probably not going to be life transforming uh, with money for any particular person, but we can definitely step in and get them through whatever hurdle they're facing at that moment. And it's going to be, you know, for J6ers and their families and beyond. One of the things we've recognized through one of our uh, board members is that this isn't just J6ers. Like right now it is because they're testing their program. But this is going to be against Christians or anybody that does not stand with them in their belief system of communism. And so we have to be prepared to minister and serve for everybody. But right now it is definitely focused on the J6ers. Um, the, the last thing uh, that I think makes us different is the fact that we are uh, going beyond just J6. And so with those three things of being transparent, going beyond J6, and us not taking any of our own uh funds that are drawn into this organization, that really makes us stand pretty different. And it shows me that there's a need for all of them, because obviously, like I said, the likelihood that we're going to be able to completely pay for an attorney for even one person will be a slim chance. But we can also be praying with them. We can travel to them to where we want to be nationwide, where if a mother that is now at home with her children, with her husband in prison, and the child's graduating, we can all come alongside them to that graduation and stand in unity with that mother and just help show that child that there is great honor, great honor in what their parent has done. We tend to think of prison as the bad place where bad people go, but this is a new, a new movement where this is going to be a place where the honorable go. And we want to build that for those children and for the families that are just so lost and confused. Um, so we're talking about emotional, physical, spiritual support 
along with financial support, the whole tamale. Um, and with, when you have those four focuses, obviously, um, you've got a much broader light. Um, you've got laser lights that are pointed in one specific direction. And then you've got like a flashlight where it's do, trying to just bring a broad light into the darkness. And we're trying to be the flashlight. Yeah. I love that. Well, that, I mean, the, the whole concept is, is really amazing. And, uh, wow. I, I think you guys are, are really going to provide a lot of service that, that isn't being provided. It's sort of, sort of a holistic type thing. Yes. And, uh, I love I that. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to steal that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Jalise, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Um, I, I really, uh, I, I think you're going to do great things with this. And uh, I hope everyone will will look into your organization and consider donating and supporting in any way. And, uh, you know, if you're a, if you're a J6er and, and uh, maybe you want to um, answer, answer crisis questions, uh, phone calls or I'm sure you guys have a, a need for volunteers in, in a lot of different realms. Uh, Only thing bigger than Texas is my need for volunteers right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We are looking for, we've got a hotline. I'll, I'll give the number, even though it's not quite ready to go, but if you call it, there is going to be someone there to take that call. It is 833-SAVED. J six S A B E D J six. And, um, we not only are looking for call takers, especially men, we have quite a few women, but sometimes it's important men to men. And that way, if somebody specifically requests that they can get that, but we also need researchers to make sure that everything we're doing is kosher and, um, that there are no laws that we're bypassing, um, you know, different ways that we could be configuring this line to make it better. Um, we need lots of volunteers. We need volunteers for this vetting committee. If um, you've been gifted in being able to research, I used to tell people that when I was raising my kids, I was I was better than the CIA. I mean, I was. Oh on yeah, their tail and knew what <laughs> I, they were I doing. know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. I was I was super mom detective. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we want to, um, you know, we need volunteers for that. We, we need, we just need a lot of people. So if you want to be plugged in and occupying your mind and making the path better for those coming behind you, please get in touch with us. And um, you can, you can email me. I, my email is Jalise Pro TX at Proton dot m e so that is j a l i s e p r o t x at proton dot m e and i will get you plugged in uh, somewhere or if you've got an idea and you just want to see it come to fruition let's get together and build a team and make it happen if you run an organization, I would like for you to contact me and kind of give me a spill of, of what, you, what you're providing, even if it overlaps, because we want everything on our website to where I don't care. I don't care what they're looking for. If we can't provide the need, we can direct them to where they can meet the need. 
I want to yeah, be that, in partnership. You know, with that's everybody. that's exactly what what um, I I have been uh, a, a little focused on lately is is trying to bring all of our organizations together um, in a way that we can all support each other and and all send the uh, the right people to the right organization to to take care of whatever need that is because you know as as we mentioned. Uh, there are so many different needs and, um, you know, there's there's pretty much something out there to fill all of these needs at this point. And, and I think all of our organizations also have found that, you know, when something comes up that we haven't been taking care of, uh, that we hadn't thought about, you know, one of our organizations will, will jump forward to uh, to start a program for that. So, uh, you know, I think that's that that's great. And I look forward to to us working together with you guys for sure. I'm excited about it. Y'all have some great ideas. I love the fund you just started. Um, these guys are going to come out of jail and they're, they're going to come to the life that went to shambles before they went in and they've got to rebuild somewhere. And the, the fact that you're thinking of that, love it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. That that's our uh, hashtag J six road home. And uh, we kicked that off with uh, the Elijah fund to, to help support these, these families um, and these uh, J sixers as, as they come out of jails and prisons. So yeah. Well, Julie, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And uh, I look forward to talking to you a lot in the future and working with you guys. And uh, everybody go go check out the American Patriot Relief. Is it dot org? Yes, ma'am. Dot org website and uh, and find out more about their organization. Thank you so much for having me, Mel. Thank you, Jalise. And, and uh, you know, I hope everything continues to to. Uh, you know, that, that you're protected by our Lord in, in your, um, you know, in your defense and uh, with your case and uh, with, with this amazing mission. I'm absolutely protected with the full armor of God. No matter what they bring forth, I will prevail and I will smell good when I come out of it. <laughs> Amen. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, God bless you and you have a great day. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Thank you. So we're still here live at Reawaken Tour in Nashville, and I ran into my dear friend Sarah McAvee, who is the wife of J6 political hostage Ronald Colt McAvee, and uh, we've had her on the show several times. Uh, she has been a major warrior, frontline fighter in this battle. Uh, for not only for her husband, for, but for all of the J6ers. Yeah, yeah. So. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming, Sarah. <laughs> it's definitely a different high here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, how have you found it today so far? Uh, it's really fun. Just to be around like-minded people, honestly. Like, it's just a breath of fresh air. Like, being in Tennessee, you're like, no other people around that support you. But as soon as you say, like, J6ers, who you're with, they're like, that they want to know more about it. And I think that's really how we get this across because mainstream media is not talking about it. Yeah. And the people that already know, they know. But then the people that don't know, they just, they don't know and they're not looking for it. So it's us going out and talking to them one person at a time. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm really seeing uh, a growing desire for for other media within our Patreon movement to want to 
to start reporting on J6 and everything that's going on. And that's that's great. Yeah, and it's gaining so much traction too, you know, with all these things coming out now with the new two hour video and body camera footage that came out recently. We're talking yes. about Roseanne and Ashley and, and all the people that deserve justice. People are now starting to realize like this is a bit ridiculous that these guys are still being held in pre-trial. I mean they haven't even had trial yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, John Mellis is coming up on twenty four months without a without a bond hearing. It's sickening. Yeah. It's absolutely sickening. And this is what's happening in America. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've, we've seen a few wins, yeah. um, which are great and, and help keep us going uh, because that just, uh, a lot of times we feel stagnant and, and uh, you know, just frustrated because we're not getting anywhere. So why don't you talk about some of those recent wins that we've had? Um, well, definitely uh, law enforcement, uh, Troy Nell's going in there. Uh, it was kind of a bumpy start, but seeing how they're handling the situation and the things that they're doing, I mean, these men haven't seen their families in two years. Right, right. And now, even just having the opportunity, you know, and they said, even in-person visits are great, but we're not going to stop at that. Like, they need access to video visits. They need they religious services. They need better food. And not only going in and making it a publicity stunt, they actually, like, continue to follow up. Right. Hey, how's it going? What's going on in there? You know, to, to stay on top of these things. It seems like such a small win for people, but for them, it's like, that's what they, they just want to be treated like humans and give them their day in court in a fair public trial, let them change the venues and go back to where they're from, give them a fair trial. And if you do that, the evidence is going to come out and the truth will come out. Yeah. So it's just treating them like a human until they get to that point. Absolutely. Do you feel like um, Senator McCarthy is, is going to you know, be on board and actually do these things he's promised? I hope so. I wasn't really sure about when it um, But then I know that there was a um, lady out of uh, Florida that she was like, J6 is like my number one thing. I will not vote for you unless these videos come out and we have an oversight committee. And he's like, okay. So, like, we don't hope that he keeps his promises. But yeah. I think he's getting pressure, too, not only from several of the people within Congress, but the public as well, writing him and demanding, we want answers. And, and, you know, and I think that is one of the most important things we can do. I, I, I run into people all the time. I've, I've talked to people here who say, oh, thank you for what you're doing because I just don't know what to do. And, and I think people need to understand that they need to call, they need to write, they need to email their representatives to let them know. Um, it's not even that, too. Like, some people think, like, oh, donations. Like, while well, that, yes, people need, you know, money to pay their attorneys. They need money to live off of. But, you know, just even helping by writing yes. a letter. You know, you don't have money for a stamp. Send an email. Yeah. Make a phone call. Go just talk to the general public about it. Because the more awareness you raise, the more people are going to be like, oh, can't believe this is happening. Yeah. So, to real American patriots, I mean, they're just, the best way that I explain it to people is like, you go into a church and you pick row number 19, and like, every single one of your New York state, that's, you have every walk of life in there. I mean, yeah. you have blue collar workers, white collar workers, you have people who have done crimes in the past, people who are, who are innocent, you know, never been in jail before. It's just, it's such an array of people, and it's, I mean, it's very hopeful seeing, only by the grace of God for these men, I think, can be I mean, it's going to be a long way ahead, but the support from the general public, you know, when I went to get Max uh, property when he was moved this last time, I couldn't believe how much we had. Just from the general public supporting him, and I'm like, that's 
why he's able to get up every day and say, That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, it is so important to write these guys. And, and you can do that through uh, the patriotmailproject.com. You can find information on there about, about how to write to our, our political hostages. Um, and that includes uh, those, those who are um, detained, those who are post-sentencing incarcerated, those who are out on bond, those who are under home arrest. Um, there's a wide spectrum, and all these people need support because, uh, you know, especially the guys post-sentencing who are, who are serving time, from the beginning, they've said, you know, we're afraid we're going to be forgotten once we're once we're sentenced. And uh, those guys, uh, they're in a different situation once they get sentenced too, because they're not with other J Sixers, um, and it's a whole different world from from where they've been jailed before. That's, that's what Max said. He was like, you don't know what will happen until it's gone. Yeah. You know, he took for granted being with the guys for almost a year, and yeah. now, now he's by himself. He has no other J Sixers with him. Not only is he a cop now on the other side of the law, he's not even in any Wow. And yeah. that's where the, the support from the general public comes in. So I'll just take my time right here. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you have, as I said, have been absolutely amazing. And I, I'm just blown away by your strength. I mean, you were definitely a hero of mine. You, you just, uh, you're out there. And, and, and I love what you're doing. And keep it up and hang in there. And I know that we're, we're praying for you. Well, we appreciate everything you do. Oh, it's this has become your life. It has, it has, yeah. And we're not going to stop until things change. Exactly, exactly. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Enjoy the rest of your time here. And, uh, yeah, good to see you. Thanks so much for joining us today for this episode of Justice and Jeopardy. Don't forget you can tune in nightly to our DC Gulag Vigil, and that is live streamed. You can check it out from our website, aforjustice.org or you can look for it on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, Americans for Justice. And uh, you can also find it on Freedom Express Media's channel. So uh, we will see you back here tomorrow. And don't forget to always be bold and speak the truth. Americans for Justice, Inc. is a nonpartisan alliance that vigorously defends the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and due process across our great nation, which are pivotal to preserving life, liberty, and freedom for all. Too long we have played defense and are losing on all battlefronts through divided efforts. The root problem of election integrity, medical freedom, political prisoners, southern border crisis, CPS and APS and others is one common thing, a direct assault on the U.S. Constitution and due process. Americans for Justice is a nonprofit organization with local chapters in all 50 states, working with lawyers, legal scholars, and organizations to actively fight government overreach at all levels. Unite with us in the fight for our J6 political hostages and whatever else due process rights are violated. We ask for your support in this vital mission through a one-time donation or an ongoing membership. Go to the letter A, the number 4, justice.org.